Welcome to another episode of Out the Rabbit Hole here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.org. I'm Robert Larson. This is our November 10th, 2011 edition of the show. And yeah, that song there goes out to Samantha and to me. <laughs> All right, and before we get fully underway here today, I want to let you know that the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. And if you want to give me some feedback on the show, I always appreciate that. You can email me at rglarson at org. You can also catch me on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash rglarson. And if you are interested in catching past episodes of the show about the rabbit hole, you can go to kuci.org slash talk. And you just scroll down to the Out the Rabbit Hole show. Subscribe to podcast and it'll all come up. It doesn't cost you a thing. All right, so getting all that out of the way there. So what we are going to do today is we are going to continue what we've been doing every uh, two or three weeks now for a while, and that is to uh, discuss what is, I feel, very uh, historical moment, and this is the Occupy Wall Street movement, and we want to um, show our solidarity to uh, what is going on, something that is a an instance of a, a, a real social movement for real change in America, something that we have really not quite seen before. We had some radical and amazing things going on in the 60s, things that did cause a lot of change, but uh, those operated uh, quite a bit differently from how this is ap- happening. We had the Civil Rights Movement, the anti-war movement of uh, that earlier decade. And uh, there's obviously overlap here in the sense of we're talking about social justice, but the the way this is being carried out is something truly different. And I think uh, we would be remiss as uh, broadcasters, as people involved with the media, to, uh, to not be involved with this in the sense of of uh reporting on this and so what we we've, we've been doing is we've been having people come uh call in here on out the rabbit hole and report people from around the country reporting people who've been involved with the different groups whether it be occupy cincinnati occupy austin occupy uh riverside they're calling in, letting us know what's going on in their part of the country, how people are doing things. And, uh, you know, those of you listening, you don't have to agree that this is a, a good uh, thing that's going on, but you have to agree, I would think, if you are a reasonable person, that this is something uh, that is uh, a big deal. And it's... a uh, those of us who are mostly in agreement with with what is going on are feeling that this is something that wow it's a big about time moment you know it's just like we've been talking some of my uh, colleagues here at the station heather mccoy who's been on the show uh, several times has uh, made this point and that is that we you know why don't we in america uh 
engage in the the general strike like people do in Europe when they're upset with something going on in their country. And now we we see these sort of stirrings of that kind of thing. We saw this in Oakland very recently where we have the Occupy movement who've been camping out, who've been marching. And uh, they got people in solidarity with them, several unions who decided that, uh, yeah, we need to stop business as usual, teachers walking out, uh, other unions uh, getting their members out there. And so this is like, you know, general strike, we're not working today, we're supporting the movement. And, th- and this has an impact, and this causes people to notice the uh, sort of powers that be. So I think we need to think about that a- as a tool in our arsenal, our nonviolent arsenal of how we, the people, can can take back the power that, in a certain sense, we, we have relinquished. And, well, they've certainly, on the other side, the 1%, certainly been doing their job of, uh, of aiding us in relinquishing that, of sort of pulling the wool over our eyes. And you know who the uh, culprits are. A lot of it has to do with the uh, corporate media, just lulling us to sleep, and the uh, the right wing media, such as Fox News, just just putting out uh, <laughs> just just blatant lies, just pretty much uh, telling you the opposite of what is actually happening. So that that's been going on for a while, and people have been falling for it to a great degree. People have uh, been uh, falling for the sort of two party system that we have. I mean, we don't really seem to have a way out of it at the moment. But, you know, there's this whole thing that, well, uh, we think we can uh, sort of uh, vote for the Democrats and they're, they're sort of less corporate. And to a, to a degree, that, that's, uh, that's true. But as we can see, when the Democrats are in power, we still have these uh, big corporations uh, getting all kinds of uh, sweetheart deals and, uh, and engaging in all sorts of abuse. And we had, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems was the repeal of Glass-Steagall that uh, happened uh, with, uh, this was a Republican Congress, but it was uh, Democratic President Bill Clinton who signed off on this and who did not veto it. So again, there's blame to go around on both parties. And and, and it's, uh, so we need to be awake and we need to uh, do what we can to change the system and the uh, Occupy Wall Street thing is something that I, I feel very heartened about and I'm glad this is happening. And so we're going to have uh, some people call in today to give us some reports on what they're doing. Well, at least one person we're going to have. I've been wanting to get somebody from Occupy Orange County because we broadcast right here, right out of Orange County. So we need to <laughs> have our, our home base represented. So I think uh, right around the bottom of the hour here, Around 4.30 our time, we will uh, have a representative from Occupy Orange County let us know what's going on right here. Let uh, you know how you can get involved, that that is something you are inclined to do. And uh, so, and uh, you know, I, there's been a lot happening in a lot of different cities, and I, I try to follow up on this as much as I can. And there, have, uh, there was something recently in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the police came down really hard on the Occupy movement there, and uh, they are currently uh, trying to make their case to the Tulsa City Council. Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
of all places. We're glad to see things are happening there. So we, we were uh, trying to get somebody from uh, that group to uh, come to call in today, but they are really all uh, trying to make their presence felt at the uh, Tulsa City Council meeting, which is going on right now. So we'll maybe uh, in, in the coming weeks we'll have somebody from that group letting us know what is uh, going on there. All of the different groups, there's some interesting things going on in Seattle, of course in Oakland, and uh, you know we want um, everybody uh, to be able to say their piece and to kind of uh, let us understand better what is going on. I know there there's this sort of... Uh, false meme going on in the mainstream media that it, that the message is not clear what occupy wall street is about and i um i don't think that's really true and as i've said here before i think the main thrust is that we want to stop the corporate ownership or dominance of everything in america in particular our government that's the thing. That's it. Just just to roll that back. And uh, so that, that that is, to me, the main thrust. People do have other issues, and I think, but I think almost everybody involved with the Occupy movement will agree with that. And so, but we want to we want to hammer away at that of making it understood that the message is clear and is concise. There are outliers involved, and there are always kind of goofy people that throw in all kinds of. Uh, uh, tangential uh, sort of issues, but but that's okay. I think there's a main thrust here, and I think that really cannot be denied if you look at this uh, with any degree of uh, closeness. And so I, I want to, before we get our caller coming uh, calling in from the Orange County group, I want to just mention a couple of things, and uh, it's kind of all related to this, and I just uh, noticed a headline today. And that is uh, Wells Fargo takes heat over investments in private prison industry. And Wells Fargo, of, of course, is one of the big nasty players, part of the, the 1% crowd that everybody is upset about, why there is an Occupy Wall Street movement in Wells Fargo. Uh, Okay, let's see. Let's let's break it down, some basic things of why people would be unhappy with Wells Fargo. Okay, uh, first of all, they took billions in bailout money. Then after doing that, they thought it would be nice to turn around on the taxpayers who bailed them out, those who happened to uh, have credit cards with Wells Fargo, and they would just arbitrarily raise everybody's interest rates regardless of any actions on their part, regardless of, of how... Uh, good of a um, debt holder uh, or a, a, a debtor that they were. They, they were pay- making their payments on time and whatever, and their credit score was good. Uh, it didn't matter. Everybody got their interest rate jacked up about 3%. This happened about a year ago. So they, they did that after they got bailed out. And then they were uh, considering all of these uh, uh, debit uh, uh, fees in, over the recent months. You know, people got pretty upset about that. And then it came out recently about a um, a week ago that Wells Fargo um, didn't uh, didn't pay any uh, uh, federal income tax last year. And wow! After you know, after turning uh, uh, billions in profits, so uh, there you go. So this is the thing that people are talking about. Many of us who are not making that much money are still uh, paying taxes. We're not making millions, let alone billions. So there's there's an issue of uh, a basic fairness here. Uh, 
And so, so that that's a kind of entity we're dealing with here in Wells Fargo. And it's not to say everybody who works for Wells Fargo is a bad person. The, the problem is is that the way that corporations are set up, and it comes down to is that they are sort of almost compelled legally to act in a sociopathic manner. That the the only thing that they are really sort of legally required to do is to. Uh, maximize the value of shares to their shareholders. Everything else becomes secondary. If it means abusing uh, people who are their uh, customers, they will do that. Taking advantage of them, they will do that. Getting out of uh, paying taxes, they will do that. And so we need to change how corporations are structured, are structured, I should say. And we also need to deal with the issue. The courts have have decreed that corporations have the rights of people. They have corporate personhood. We need to undo that as well. Wells Fargo is a um, a really great example of that. And, uh, you know, and and so now we see that they are really involved in the uh, investing in the private prison industry. And as we've talked about several times on this show, in particular with our uh, interview with Ernest Drucker, who uh, wrote a book uh, about that and um, uh, the uh, mass uh, epidemiology, uh, uh, the epidemiology, <laughs> say that fast three times, the epidemiology of mass incarceration and uh, how that this has just become a huge issue and that uh, private prisons are certainly a, a, a problem. Of course, if you, again, if you are a corporation and you make money, off of uh, imprisoning people, you have a vested interest in imprisoning more people and in not treating them too well if it's going to cost you more money by feeding them properly and and making sure they are are safe in your prisons. Uh, That costs you more money. If you can cut corners, you will save money and maximize profits. So here, this is a really big issue with private prisons. So no surprise that Wells Fargo, a um, sort of... uh, uh, bad player in other respects would be investing in private prisons. All right, so um, we're hopefully going to have our uh, guest from Occupy Orange County calling in in just a few minutes here. So I'm going to go to a little music and uh, then we'll uh, have some talk there and let you know what's going on right here in our backyard with the Occupy Orange County group. This is Robert Larson, KUCI in Irvine, the Out the Rabbit Hole radio program. All right, welcome back here on Out the Rabbit Hole. Robert Larson in in studio with me. Just joined me, Heather McCoy. Heather, welcome. Hey, it's always... I haven't been here in a while. <laughs> what? You were here last week, weren't you? No, no, I've been pitching a lot. Oh, okay, but you you pitched for a few minutes on my show. I did pitch for a few minutes on yeah, your show. Yeah, so, so. It, it's good. How how did the fun drive go? I mean, we made... the fun drive was a little bit more disappointing than than most, but um, we're glad that we got as much money as we did, and we thank everybody that gave, and that was super awesome of them 
Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm always. I know after my show, I saw that there were some calls coming in, and uh, there was a little money uh, pledged. So any bit helps, right? Yeah, any anything helps. And yeah, and, um, yeah being a community radio station uh, is a hard thing to do at this point in time. So. All right, yeah. and so we can continue doing this kind of thing here. And so, all right, we have our uh, guest, I believe, on the board here. Uh, this is Sam from Occupy Orange County. Sam, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. You know, we've been talking about this uh, off and on on the show here for the last, uh, about the last month, as much as we can. We kind of like, you know, showing our support, being in solidarity. And, um So what... Uh, I have not been out to any of the the Occupy Orange County uh, gatherings yet, or or the. Uh, so, what can you tell us about the Occupy Orange County group? Um, well, we're we're a very energetic group. Uh, we're standing in obviously we're standing in solidarity with Occupy Wall Street. One thing that's unique about our group is that we've inducted a lot of issues that plague our community here into our uh, into our general assembly, and basically we we've basically adopted several issues that uh, aren't necessarily mentioned with the uh, Occupy Wall Street uh, declaration. However, we've been, in, uh, adopted those issues because of the locality that we're in right now. Where would some of those issues be? Uh, for instance, homelessness. You know, uh, you know, we believe homelessness is a crime, and there's a lot of homeless people in the Civic Center uh, at the Santa Ana Walk of Honor. And, uh, you know, a lot of them even have, some of them have even got out of jail, and they wear ankle bracelets. However, you're not allowed to sleep in the Civic Center, but their home is the Civic Center. So their parole officer, that, that in itself is a human rights violation. Their parole officer gets them on parole. They leave, and their home is the Santa Ana Civic Center. They have nowhere else to go. And they're not allowed to leave because they're on house arrest at their home at the Santa Ana Civic Center, but at the same time, they're not allowed to sleep or they'll be put back in jail. This is a problem that we've been seeing very often, and the reason we're dealing with, with this issue uh, quite a bit is because uh, the city of Santa Ana has not allowed us to use all equipment necessary to make our peaceful assembly safe. We've been out there for about uh, two weeks and three days now, two weeks and four days, give or take. Actually, we're about to be three weeks on Saturday. We've been out there for three weeks now, and we have been able to, unable to utilize equipment that will keep us safe. We can't take extended long periods of uh, sleep hours. Even though co the cops have been a little bit lenient, uh, again, we're still unsafe out there, and it's it's our elected officials' job is to facilitate our safety when so, we're practicing free speech. So if, what would make you safer is if they were to allow tents, or what exact equipment do you need? Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever equipment necessary. Like, we would need tents. That's one thing we would need. Another thing is they won't allow porta potties anywhere near the Civic Center because of the home. They feel like that, that that would make it a more comforting place for the homeless, you know. So they don't allow porta potties there. They don't allow sleeping bags there. They don't allow tents there. Uh, you can't take your shoes off there. So there's 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 many things that the, these issues here that we're dealing with as uh, Occupy Orange County that uh, we have we have automatically adopted and inherited as being occupiers of the Santa Ana Civic Center. It's not even the Santa Ana Civic Center. It's actually the Orange County Civic Center. I apologize for saying even Santa Ana Civic Center. Because, uh, you know, so it's very important, first off, to be at the nose of County C, and that's where we are because, you know, people that are elected officials, they're answering to corporations rather than listening to the aspirations of the people. So we're in a very symbolic place, but, again, we've adopted all these issues as we went along uh, automatically. 
And um, Sam, could you give us out some information if somebody wants to help out with a donation to Occupy Orange County? Uh, they go to the website, or yeah, they go to occupyorangecounty.com. We also have occupyoc.com, occupyoc.org, and all, you know different domain names. But the main one, occupyorangecounty.com. If you go to that website, you uh, click on donations. You could donate to us. You could choose to donate items such as water, food, whatever it may be, to the people that are there and have maintained a twenty four seven presence, or you could. Do you could donate monetary funds as well to us. And, uh, again, the monetary funds are used to grow the movement uh, more. And uh, so how many people uh, generally are, are actually camping out there on any, any given night? Well, first off, I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, the, the definition of camping, we've defined camping, and we don't define what we're doing as camping. Literally, it is a peaceful assembly, and, you know, sometimes we need sleep, so, you know, we'll go to sleep. But, again, you, you know, we, we've designated that the Civic Center is not the ideal campground, so I kind of want to refrain away from using the word camping. But uh, at any given time, there's about, I would say, 15 to 25 people that sleep there on a nightly basis so far. And then in the daytime, there's probably quite a few more people that are there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. During our General Assembly, I think the largest General Assembly meeting we had was about 110 people, somewhere around there. And, uh, yeah, so definitely during the daytime, more people come around. Orange County is kind of a conservative, if not apolitical, place. Um, How did you draw your um, different um, groups in together to start Occupy Orange County? Well, you know, you're right. Orange County is a conservative. It's like a, you know, Republican place. Really, to be honest with you, uh, what happened is we started the website, uh, the Twitter, and the Facebook ads, and uh, we just started running from there. And you know, people started filling out volunteer forms on our website. And we'll be, on, to be honest with you, we're very surprised with the type of receptiveness we're getting. Yeah, we don't have much strength in numbers right now, but uh, you know, we have Chapman University professors coming forward, UCI professors coming forward, uh, Cal State Fullerton professors. And so many different uh, professors that are coming forward that are helping us out. So, you know, we've gotten a good reception from the community at this point. We're working with a lot of local groups. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that don't know there's an Occupy Orange County still. And we, we, we've still got to do more outreach to get the word out there. And uh, we want to have more strength in numbers. There's a lot of things that we have planned, and we need strength in numbers and able to do so. Has has any like news trucks or news media covered this or not really? Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we had KCAL, KCAL nine there yesterday. Uh, we've had uh, ABC seven. They've showed up several times. We've had the Spanish news channel Univision come by. You know, there's a lot of media outlets that do come by. Where's the gap between they? Oftentimes, especially, they'll say, "Oh, they don't really have any coherent points. They're just mad at Wall Street." Do you? How do you? Like, is there like? Are they just, um, do you have like a talk set of media officials over there? How does that message get conveyed where they just always say that on the air? Um, well, we do we do have people that are designated for media officials, but those people are not the people that are designated to talk to media officials, per se. They're designated to reach out to media officials. Anyone can talk to media, but we've made it a point in our group that, you know, when you speak to media, you speak on the behalf of yourself. You know, okay. so you say, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, not we, 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 we. You don't represent the entire group because, you know, these, these are horizontally built movements. We don't have a leader, per se. 
Yeah. So uh, there's, it's not a top-down type of thing. Uh, anyone could talk to the media, you know? If you feel comfortable talking to the media and you feel like you know the issues at hand, then you should be able to talk to the media, and that's the kind of policy that we've had. So anyone is free to open and open to talk to the media. The media saying that we don't have one united message, it, it, it's really misconstrued, really. You know, again, a buddy of mine just got back, one of the people that participate in Occupy Orange County, he just got back in the working group in New York City. He just got back from Occupy Wall Street. The working group in New York City is actively looking to publish their list of demands. And, uh, you know, we've talked about some demands here and there, also from the Occupy movement here that's more local. And, uh, you know, the Occupy Wall Street movement, they're going to come out with a list of demands. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to stand in solidarity with that. I wouldn't say that it's going to be past November, that we go past November with no demands. Well, that's good to hear. Is one of the demands being batted about the uh, return of the Glass-Steagall Act, which kept kept commercial banking and investment banking and insurance companies uh, apart? That's definitely been brought up in the conversation. The, the demands, you got to understand uh, one thing. I want everyone to understand one thing about the demands is that there's going to be a lot of issues. People are going to have a lot of issues and a lot of demands to make, you know. So right now, that, that the only reason the New York General Assembly has, hasn't come out with demands because there's such thing called a hard block. If you attend a General Assembly meeting, you'll get people that will walk away from the movement and want, if one of the demands is published. So right now, they're trying, they work on a consensus system. So right now, they're trying to get a consensus vote for many mul- multiple different subjects such as ending the Fed and, uh, you know, the Glass-Siegel Act that you just talked about and uh, get money out of politics, which is a main one that's, that's basically, uh, it looks like they have a consensus vote for from what I've been told from my friend that just got back from Occupy Wall Street. His name is Adam Ibrahim. So, uh, you know, the get money out of politics, I've been told, is, it has, has pretty much had a consensus vote so far. Um, with the Citizens United case, uh, you probably need a constitutional amendment to get money out of politics at this point. Is that being batted about as well, or...? Um, I'm not sure exactly how 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 in depth they've gone about it, but uh, I'm pretty sure if that if that's going to be a demand and it has to have a constitutional amendment to get the money out of politics, then that's what that's what's going to take place. I know that they've been talking about that each person is allowed to make a certain amount of donations, and that don't so a, a person can make donations to political candidates, but corporations can no longer make donations to political candidates. And when a person makes a donation to political candidates, they're going to put a cap on the amount that person can donate. So that puts you and I on the same level as the multi-billionaires out there that want to donate. So they're going to put a cap on how much he gets to donate, but they're going to put it at a feasible rate to where we could donate just as much as they are. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, that that does. I think that's a good uh, concept. It, so it's, it's also the, the issue uh, of the basic issue of corporate personhood, has that come up as well, that we need to roll back that idea that corporations are people and therefore have the same rights and in some cases more rights? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Again, I, I, you know, the feedback that I do know, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't want to talk about a subject that I don't know. I don't know if that's come up as a part of their demands, but, uh, you know, the other three that I just uh, talked about, I, I know for a fact those have come up as a discussion as a part of the demands with the get money out of politics, basically having a consensus vote. 
All right, we're, we're talking here with Sam from Occupy Orange County. This is the Out the Rabbit Hole radio program. Robert Larson here in studio with me is also Heather McCoy, who often spends time with us. Heather, uh, program director here at KUCI, assistant engineer and host of Rachel Ray's Cooking Accident. We appreciate all the, the great things you do here, Heather. And um, so, uh, Sam, have you uh, had any interaction with the Occupy Irvine group? Because I know they're, they're pretty active as well. Yeah, definitely. We have interactions with them. They came down to our city council meeting here on Monday. Uh, we're in solidarity with Occupy Irvine. We work with them. We have an inter-county communications committee that, that basically talks to anybody that's hosting any type of Occupy movement event in Orange County. So, yeah, we're in solidarity with Occupy Irvine, and we're, there's an open line of communication between us. Have you had any problems with... Uh Jean provocateurs or uh, trollers, people trying to sort of infiltrate and uh, make your groups look bad? Uh, yeah, we have, but uh, they haven't been on site. They're just a bunch of cyber bloggers, a bunch of cyber bullies, I would say, or cyber bloggers that just sit there and they bash the Occupy movement as a whole. And since some of them are local in Orange County, they bash our movement or they bash the Irvine movement. But again, you know, these, these, these are things that are going to come up in social activism. So we, we, you know, the more we don't feed into them and pay attention to what they're writing and what they're saying, uh, the more their, 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 their message is going to go on fallen ears. Uh, Sam, what is the uh, the uh, demographic of your uh, group, the Occupy Orange County, as far as ages and uh, uh, racial diversity and ethnicity and all that kind of thing? First off, I'd like to point out that we are probably the first Occupy that has a fully translatable website into Spanish. So that's a great accomplishment that we boast. Uh, we, you know, the, the Latino community is is prominent in Santa Ana, where we are. There are about, I would say, 75 to 80 percent of the population in Santa Ana. So, uh, again, we're trying to engage the Latino community more, but they are engaged now. We've worked with uh, several groups that are in Santa Ana that have been around for a long time in uh, these occupations or in our occupation. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that in Orange County we are definitely the most diverse group out there. We have Arabs, we have Asians, we have Latinos, we have whites, we have people of all walks, color, and religion. We've already we solidified that before we even started occupying on October 22nd. So, you know, it's it's really great to see a diverse crowd of people coming to unite for one message. Well, yeah, I saw some pictures from Occupy Irvine, and it, it was really interesting because I saw people from you know, all the way from 20-somethings to uh, 60-somethings to people who looked like they were even in their 70s, and, you know, that was really heartening to me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, again, also with uh, you know Occupy Irvine, kudos to them. They they are doing a great job, and uh, yeah, they do have a diverse crowd. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, though, you know, and the media has has pointed this out. They made the distinction that we are, you know, a, a younger, a younger. We are a younger movement. It seems like in Santa Ana, there's a lot of young people out there with a lot of a lot of passion. So you know, they've the, the media has pointed out that we're a rowdier crowd. Uh, you could say that in some sense. I would say uh, from my opinion of, of, of the differences between the demographic in Santa Ana and uh, Irvine. There's a lot, a lot more younger people in uh, Occupy Santa Ana. I was just kind of wondering, how are you going to translate your um, anger to, uh, that you know, prompted you to occupy uh, Santa Ana for the most part into like uh, actual change? Are, there's, there's a few people that want to consider running for like um, city council and stuff? Or what's the actual idea? 
You know, we've talked about some people running for uh, city council and stuff like that, but uh, really the the idea is that, uh, you know, we build the movement here strong enough in a, in a red county uh, that's strong enough to, to be a viable Occupy just like any other Occupy. And, you know, we want to be involved with the New York General Assembly and we want to be involved in the decision-making of the demands and stuff like that. As far as city council is concerned, there's a couple people in our group that voice their opinion that they might want to run for city council. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it myself uh, later on maybe when I graduate college uh, I might run for city council myself and the uh, no, okay well so yeah the, the uh, yeah I, I think that would be great I mean we, we did when we had the sort of tea party movement thing going a lot of those uh, people ended up getting involved in elective politics and I think in some ways in a lot of ways it turned out to be a really bad thing so I mean I'm thinking this is like uh, more of something we might want to see uh, a movement that has not been co-opted like the tea party movement was right. I, I would say even more so the the movement politics was with the Christian right and how they infiltrated the GOP and then kind of made it the most backwards party in probably the first world. Right, right, And so right, I think that's kind of where the Occupy protest needs to go, is just start occupying the Democratic Party eventually. Um, you know, yeah, we, we, we may have a difference of opinion there, you know, just because, you know, I, I hate to stick with the Democratic or, or Republican thing, because, you know... Well, I mean, uh, just keep, I mean, just elect your own delegates. Yeah, elect our own delegates, definitely, you know, as far as uh, sticking to the electing Democratic de delegates, uh, you know, again, I would just, uh, you know, point out that this movement hasn't been really about the left or the right or Republicans oh, no, or no. Democrats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, uh, so is there uh, anything in uh, particular going on uh, today at uh, Occupy Orange County or an event coming up as far as a, an, a certain particular action that we should know about? Definitely. There's a lot of things that you guys should know about. We have our General Assemblies every day at 730 at Orange County Walk of Honor. It's on the corner of Civic Center Drive and Broadway, right in between. Uh, it's, it's basically on Broadway in between Civic Center Drive and Santa Ana Boulevard. Also, uh, one thing I did want to say, and I'm supposed to be really hush-hush about this, but I, I, I will say that uh, we are scheduling something that's going to have a media blackout at this point, that uh, if the city council basically doesn't draft a resolution to keep the occupiers safe, we are going to have an action, which is going to have a media blackout until the last hour, just so the cops don't have a, a, a close eye or watch on us. And uh, we're going to do something that's, you know, we're going to set the precedence here in Orange County, and we're going to let them know we're going to push the envelope on these anti-homeless laws, which they call the anti-camping laws, and uh, we're really going to do a big action here if the Santa Ana City Council doesn't act quickly to uh, draft a resolution to keep the occupiers and the, and the people that are trying to exercise their First Amendment rights safe. What's the City Council tell you guys right now? It's like, yeah. go home? On, on Monday, they didn't tell us to go home, basically. They said, let's look at the resolution that L.A. drafted for the people that are in the Occupy L.A. movement, and uh, let's draft the resolution similar to that. But, uh, again, you know, they told the city attorney to do so, and we've been following up consistently ever since Monday. And, uh, you know, w w we've been call, call bombing them, you know, just calling them and getting all our supporters to call them as well. And uh, at the end of the day, if we don't see a resolution in a certain amount of time that we have designated in our general assembly, 
assembly, which I don't want to say what that time frame is, we're going to go to another course of action. You know, the city council, what they said is that they're scared that they will be open to lawsuits and litigation from other groups that have tried to camp out at the Civic Center and stuff like that. But again, we have we are working with the legal team, a bunch of attorneys, and they have said that there's no slippery slope if they decide to lift the ordinance or change the ordinance to say with exception. So they could give us an exception, a, 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 an exception to that law. It's just a matter of whether they will do it or not. And uh, you know, and it, it's possibly you know I was one of the ones I was one of the four people that got arrested. You know, possibly you know we, we'll open a lawsuit ourselves whether we win or lose. We'll possibly open a lawsuit against the city of Santa Ana for basically uh, for infringing on our, on our First Amendment right to be safe during our peaceful assembly. All right. Yes, we're speaking with Sam from Occupy Orange County. Uh, we're just about out of time, Sam. If you uh, you want to give us the uh, the web address again, if people want to uh, help out and donate or get involved somehow. Definitely, it's occupyorangecounty.com is the web address. Okay. Occupyorangecounty.com. It's also occupyorangecounty.org as well. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And and in just like maybe a minute, uh, if anything you want to leave us with any kind of summation, anything you want to let us know about. I want to say that, uh, you know, to anyone out there listening, come out to one of our general assemblies. It's at 730 at the Santa Ana uh, Walk of Honor, or the Orange County Walk of Honor on Food Center Drive in Broadway. Come out and get involved. Go to OccupyOrangeCounty.com and fill out the volunteer form and, and anything that you could do to help the lending hand to make this movement become a critical mass movement and have a say-so in the demands that are going to come out from the New York General Assembly. Please come out and help and do so. All right, uh, Sam from Occupy Orange County, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. No problem. You guys have a great day. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. All right, Heather, do you want to let us uh, make any other further <laughs> I, uh, Yeah, it's it's cool that we're occupying, but I'm just kind of, at this point, I'm a little bit worried that sitting in the street is going to lose its um, energy because mm-hmm. you can only do something for so long before it's like, move on to what's next. And I hope that next action is something that is a leap forward from occupying whatever city that you happen to be in. Yeah, I, I, I uh, basically agree with that. And, yeah, we have to. I, I know there are other forward people, forward-looking people out there that are thinking about this. And as he said, they've got some other type of action <laughs> planned that he can't fully tell yeah, us about. Yeah. And I hope it's... Uh, well, it's nice that he has something planned. I was involved with the 2003-2004 grocery store strike. And they are like, oh, if we don't get negotiations started, we'll be doing something drastic. And I'm like, are we going to start a sit-down strike and go into the Albertsons and get arrested? And then they're like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> That seems a little harsh, and it was, and so labor's been really down, just not feeling enthusiastic for anything. So it's great that they have the energy and wanting to do that. Um, I, I think they need to start occupying both the Democratic and Republican parties, and saying like, because we do have a two-party system, we don't have instant runoff, and you have to turn it into electoral success eventually. Yeah, and I, and I was heartened by what happened in Oakland, and you did have the general strike, and this yeah. is something you and I have talked about on the show. I'm something. thrilled. Like a general, I've been calling for a general strike for a year now, and it's I know, awesome. I know, and that's great, and I'm really glad it's starting to happen. And so we gotta we got to close it out here. Um, Heather, thanks so much for uh No problem. Thanks for having today. me. All right, yes, that about does it here for Out the Rabbit Hole, KUCI in Irvine. Robert Larson here. Again, I'll remind you the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff for management or the UC Board of Regents. And if you want to give me some feedback on the show, you can email me at rglarson at kuci.org. Stay tuned here.
Matt Kaplan is ready to go with Counterspin and Planetary Radio. Always great programming. And I will be talking to you next week. Robert Larson here on Out the Rabbit Hole, KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Also on the web at KUCI.org. <laughs>